daydreaming about dragons. Uh, podcasting tip, hit the record button before you start talking for 10 minutes. That's a tip from me to you. That's a free one. Day before my job interview, I'm a little nervous. Uh, didn't get a show out last week because of that. But I wanted to talk about office politics and uh, job interviews in your game. And I think it's a really good way to bring your work experience, a very mundane work experience maybe, into your fantasy gaming and science fiction and superhero gaming. I think there are tons of opportunities to do this. And I saw it in a visceral cool way in our Blades in the Dark game where Drov's character was made sergeant of the City Watch liaisons, right? They're, they're the blue coats who basically hold the hands of the investigators as they do their investigating and make sure they don't you know, trip over anything in the street that's too terrible and, and let them know what's up in, in desk ball. It's a, cool, it's a cool thing. So Strash talks about how he's looking at all the, all the different you know, districts and, and the liaisons that, that, they've got, that he's got, and you know, he fires a couple. And one of those comes to him and says, listen, if you send me back to Silkshore, I'll be dead in a week. I was, I was a safety transfer. I was transferred here because my, I uncovered some, some you know, corrupt cops, and they're going to murder me. And uh, so Strash does an, turns an awesome thing into an even more awesome thing, right? I'm always curious to see what Strash is going to do when I throw something on his plate. And he goes to his uh, administrative assistant, Ishmael Comber, who's from an upstanding family and went to the ritzy Duskval Academy, not, not the uh, very blue-collar Charter Hall University, and fired him and made the cop from Silkshore his, his admin because uh, he never liked that kid. And I was over the moon with joy because it was such a surprise. And I had thought about the admin a lot. I, I named him Ishmael Comber, and I really thought about him. I, I looked in the book and saw what, what subjects and what majors were available at the Duskball Academy and just thinking about what had he studied and why. And I didn't, you know, break my back making that character up. I didn't stat him out. But I thought about Ishmael Comber a bit. I, I dedicated some daydreaming about him, and I loved that he was fired. I thought it was joyous, absolutely an amazing surprise, loved it, loved it, a fun example of playing to find out. So let's talk in a more concrete way about ways in the future that you can bring office politics into your game, right? I mean, beyond just, you know, having an HR meeting with your superheroes and talking about, hey, you threw this car at a supervillain, it worked out, but there were, you know, what if, what if you missed? You know, there were a bunch of civilians behind them. So I think that could be a fun way to go over uh, superhero battles is, is you, have to, you have to go over them and talk about what powers you used and why and what, what your choices were. You know, maybe insurance companies play a role, get a little damage control in there. That's a possibility. You know, when you're, your D&D character, one of your D&D character dies, there's a death in the party. Someone's like, oh, I've got three ideas for a character. Cool. Don't stat any of them out yet. Write down some notes, and let's have the party interview each person after the wake, after we wake your last character. Let's put out word in the, in the adventuring community that we, wanna, we want a new rogue, a new bard, a new whatever. We need a new member of this party. 
and let's interview the, your three characters. And that way we'll get to choose. If you don't, you know, if you're kind of on the, you know, on the cusp, you're not sure which one you're going to do. I think that kind of job interview stuff can be really fun. And it could be fun in, in, a, in, an, in a solo game too, right? If you're playing a one-on-one -on -one game of, you know, dungeon delving, you can have the player be in a position where they have the charter to do the delving, right? So other people have to interview to get on the team. And you roll, you know, there's tons of pre-made characters all over the internet. Maybe you just pick some art and say, hey, here's some D&D here's some party art. Pick, a pick the five characters or the ten characters you want to interview, and we'll role play through the interviews. And that could be really fun. Really fun. What questions would you ask a potential dungeon delver, right? Have you ever been in a delve before? Well, I, I, me and a couple of buddies back at the village, we, we went into a local barrow and got into some trouble. You know, not all of us made it back. You know, that could be really fun. That could be a fun, fun process. So think about things you see in a mundane world every day and how you can change that and make it fantastic and add it to your fantasy world. Because I definitely see it. Definitely, definitely see it. Especially if it's a modern, a more modern setting, right? Deskval is more uh, Dickensian, almost Victorian, maybe somewhere in the early 1900s, probably just pre-World War I, I would think, in my mind. But that's, that's modern enough. It's modern enough where there are still things that, that will look f familiar and bring it in. Have fun. What is it like? What is it like interviewing wizards? How do they interview? <laughs> Probably not well, but in a very entertaining fashion. So if you have a character, I've noticed a lot where players come and they're like, hey, I've got three ideas for a character. Stop them right there. Be like, stop. Let's do an interview. They're interviewing for the, the last part. Let's, and it allows everyone to get into character and... and uh, and get to know their get, get to know themselves in a kind of a low get to know their characters and each other in a way that is uh, low impact, kind of fun, kind of neat. I think that could be super cool, right? And the other thing you can do is is you can step out of character and talk about this as players, right? Because it could be that one character gives a terrible interview, but clearly would be the most fun to play with. And at that point, you step out and you can say, hey, the other two found other parties to go adventuring with, and now they're NPCs, valuable NPCs. Suddenly, we're creating a cool fantasy network of Delvers. Fun stuff. And so you can have the thing where someone does gives the worst interview, but is clearly the best character. So let that happen and step out of character and, and say that, hey, no one would want to hire this rogue. He's, he's a death wish. But he's clearly the most fun character out of, the, out of the lot. I want to play a game with this guy, but my character doesn't. So can we just say that the other two characters go to other parties? Because that, that type of thing is totally going to happen. Bad interview, good character. Right? Totally. Totally, totally. Fantastic. Uh, if you've used job interviews, HR meetings, all that kind of stuff, fun work emails in your games... Let me know how it's gone. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I've definitely used it in my Stars Without Number game. And let me know how it goes. All right, let's inspiration go with this thing.
One more thing before we let the inspiration go do their bleeding is I want to talk about gaming as a skill and the way it can impact your, your professional life. And I'm sure you're all going to have stories about this. So I'm looking forward to hearing when you call in and email me and all that stuff. But when I was uh, managing a library, uh, my boss came to one of my meetings and at the end of the meeting, she looked at me and she was like, I've never seen a meeting conducted that way. And I said, I don't know what you mean. I don't know how else to do it. She was like, it's good, but that's not what people usually do. And it's really excellent the way you get everyone talking and all that stuff. And what I realized was, is that I was managing a small library. So it was about me and four people and my, and my boss. So that's kind of a gaming group. And I probably ran it like a game, right? The way I got everybody to talk, the, my awareness. There are things that gaming is going to train into you after hours and hours and hours of doing it. And keep an eye on that. I'm not saying throw it on your resume, but, but maybe. But I am saying keep an eye on the skills you're acquiring, especially in meetings and, and conducting meetings and giving structures to the way people talk and noticing when someone backs away, noticing when someone sits forward because they're interested. Keep an eye on that stuff. That's a skill that you're going to be acquiring as you play these games. And you want to really keep an eye on that. There's a line in True Detective where the, the two detectives are talking, two buddies are talking, and they, he says, uh, you know, I always thought maybe I could have become a painter. And he goes, oh, yeah, did you, ever, did you ever try painting? And he was like, no, I feel like I'm too old for that, which is a shame. He should paint. You know, life's good enough to get good at one thing, and you got to be careful at what you get good at. And I think that's an interesting line. I don't think it's necessarily true. I like to jack-of-all-trade a lot of things. But be careful of what you get good at. You're getting good at sitting around at a table, collaborating, talking, describing things, getting other people to say cool things. Those are valuable professional skills. Keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on your amazing skills is what I'm saying. You hear me? Let me know your gaming meets professional world, real world stories. I, I can't wait to hear them. All right, now, for real, Inspiration Goat, please bleed at me. Good one, Inspiration Goat. This is Fell, Volume 1, Feral City, uh, written by Warren Ellis with art by Ben Templesmith. Uh, Warren Ellis is, is a, a writer I really like, and, and one of the things I like about him is he's very good at the single issue. He'll build on things, and he can go for a, you know, a, a longer arc. But his single issues are really tight. You get done with a single issue of Warren Ellis, and, and you feel like uh, your money was well spent. You don't feel like you're waiting for another issue because the graphic novel you know, that, that, that is going to collect them all is the real story. And Fell does that pretty well. Um, the art is interesting. I feel like the, the way that they put together... Uh, the panels is really simple but beautiful. It's worth taking a look at. It's also very violent, very violent. the The city is called Snowtown, and it's it's it. Oh man, it's it's called a feral city because social services are breaking down, and there are only four detectives in the whole place for all of the city and it's it's kind of brutal in in the past years in some ways it's aged well right and i the idea of a city 
in the United States where social services and, and, and civil, civil services and civic services are entirely breaking down no longer feels that strange, uh, which is terrifying. And the idea of what police officers would turn into in those circumstances and what they would feel they would have to do is even more terrifying. Uh, so in some ways, the graphic novel has aged really well, and in some ways, it hasn't. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about gaming-wise. The, the, the graphic novel uses Post-it notes, like as if there are Post-it notes on the panels, which I think is kind of fascinating, and, and uh, I might want to use at some point for, for something. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, it might be cool to run an investigative game where whenever there's a lead, you kind of like put a post-it, put the, write the lead down on a post-it note and put it on the table or put it on a board, uh, kind of create that kind of, you know, murder board vibe, try to like put the leads together. Uh, one of the things I've noticed in, in running investigative games with Blaze in the Dark is it's really about the leads, right? You know, these are the leads we've got and, and leads can dry up. And, and they can, the case can go dormant and go cold, and that's okay. So Fell brings that out to me. It makes me want to mess around with Post-it notes in a modern game. I think that's kind of cool. Um, also, the idea of a feral city where there's just not enough of anything, and, and things are absolutely broke, breaking down, and what kind of folks does that bring to the city? Right? Who comes to a city where there are no child protective services on purpose? And if that doesn't make you shiver, I don't know what will. Uh, it makes me ugh, cringe. It's terrifying. You know, what happens with, with all kinds of abuse, domestic abuse, and, and what happens with folks who, who, don't, who get a rough end of it from, from social services and from, uh, you know, from protective services and from law enforcement anyway. What happens with sex workers? What happens with, with you know, marginalized folks who, who have a tough time in society when social services are running just fine and dandy? It's a terrifying thing. The idea of a feral city is terrifying. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Another cool thing about Snowtown is it has its own... Uh, it, it, there, there's a tag, the Snowtown tag, and it's supposed to keep you safe. And I like that as things are breaking down, there, the, the city creates its own superstitions. Uh, that's really neat. Uh, and that's something I kind of want to wanna bring out. Um, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting comic, and it, it just I, I'm definitely being uh, thinking a lot about... Uh, crime stories and investigative stories and the line between a crime story and a mystery story and also the whole the the, the other thing that fell does that's kind of interesting is it has uh it has some good interrogations you know in the box as they say where where it's just a police officer and the suspect sometimes the police officer the suspect and the lawyer and that whole thing fascinates me. Um, I've, I've seen it a lot in our Blades in the Dark game, and I think there's really fertile ground for gaming stuff there. So, thumbs up. 
I, I really, really like it. And I, and the way that, that fell bring, you know, plays with that is really cool. So, uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. If, uh, you know, child abuse and all, you know, if, if there are trigger points for any kind of abuse for you, uh, I think this might be something you might want to pass on without a doubt, because it's kind of brutal and it's kind of upsetting. Uh, not kind of, it is. And, and seeing police officers bend the rules because things aren't working has a very different meaning to me now after everything that we've seen in the past 10 years. So whereas I might have been rooting for a cop to bend the rules because things just weren't working a few years ago, now it makes me cringe. So that's, that's, a, that's my, my warning for you if, uh, if that's not your thing. If you've got a favorite crime novel or investigative story, I'd love to hear it. Drop me a line. And I'll have all my contact info in the outro. And let's get to that and finish this sucker up. If you would like to support Daydreaming About Dragons, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You can hit the support this show button. You can give me money directly. You can purchase the Dictionary of Moo, which is my science, fantasy, sorcery, Mars setting supplement for the uh for the wonderful rpg sorcerer full of demons and monsters and uh all kinds of stuff so you can pick that up and i will send it to you personally if you'd like or you can send me an email uh you can tweet at me uh there there are links to uh my twitter account in the show notes as always and my email is judd.karlman at gmail.com and or you can drop on the anchor app and you can hit me up with a uh, with a with a response there there's a way to just send your words right to me you can also email an mp3 to me whatever whatever works for you so drop me a line i'd love to hear from you i'd love to hear what's going on at your table you know how are how are you using office politics and job interviews with your games how is crime and investigative stuff going in your games? What, what media are inspiring you? I'd love to hear more about that. All right? Uh, I'm back at it. Uh, if I, have to, I had to skip last week because I was prepping for a job interview. I have not heard back on that as of recording this, but we'll see. I should know within a week. And thank you all for your patience. I appreciate it. And uh, I will see you Wednesday with a lovely reply show. I've gotten a bunch of replies that are kind of saying a similar thing. So I might do a, a short one on that. We'll see how it goes. All right. See you soon. I hope your autumn is full of witches and cider and maybe just a little bit of candy. Okay. See you soon. <laughs>